You're tuned in to Nerd Overload, your weekly show for video games, movies, TV shows, comics, tech news, and more. Now your hosts, Cody Pinnock, Samantha Cross, Sam Dunham, and Josh Harrison. Everybody get up, it's time to slam now. We got a real jam going down. Welcome to Nerd Overload. Here's your chance, do your dance at Nerd Overload. I'm Cody, this is Nerd Overload, the pop and geek culture show that's ready to slam. Take it to the jam. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm Sam, and uh, yeah, I'm also ready to slam and or jam. I'm Josh. I'm just here for retired so you, basketball so you don't stars. Get taken, so you don't get taken to Moron Mountain. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Space Jam. <laughs> hey, thank you all for tuning in this week. We have a great show for you. A bunch of news to go over. But first, let's talk about some things we have been checking out. Check it out. It stinks. I'm glad that I got that in one because I'm I'm not doing it again. Yeah, right. (laughs) (laughs) All right. So, yeah, let's talk about something we've been doing this week. Um, You know, let's not bury the lead. Cody, you watched the new Space Jam? I experienced the new Space Jam, yes. (laughs) It's very, very incredibly terrible. (laughs) Yeah, that's what I hear. I have yet to um, commit to it, but uh, I need to. I mean, you should. You should watch it, but... Just be ready. <laughs> okay. I've I've heard some things. I've heard some things about it that make it very it's, bad. It's wild. I, I heard there's an extended sequence that takes place in Matrix Land. Uh, yeah, and uh, Speedy Gonzalez is there, and also Granny dressed like Trinity. Also, Wh- Why? Also, every joke involving Granny is just awful. Really? Just stinks on ice. Like... Think of any tired old person joke you can think of, and they they uh, apply it to Granny. Oh, is it? Does she drink martinis and also is a secret, you know, kung fu master? Yeah. Okay. Well, also, there there it is. Why does she drink martinis? That's not part of her. No character. It's not. I mean, I guess if they if they were doing a thing where like the Looney Tunes characters were actors on a series, and the act- and Granny's actual personality is more like martini grandma but like you mean, you mean like you know uh old um old hollywood starlet you know m- maybe washed up yeah actress kind of thing but they probably didn't put that much thought into oh, it did no they? No. no absolutely they didn't put any thought into anything in this movie yeah the whole conceit of the movie is that lebron james is sucked into the server at warner brothers and so is his son and in order to get his son out of the virtual world he has to kick his butt at basketball. Really? He has to beat his own son and Don Cheadle at basketball. Huh. Well, that's an interesting... And a, a good portion of this movie is Don Cheadle grooming LeBron James's son, which is creepy as it sounds. Yeah, no, that sounds... <laughs> he spends sounds creepy. a long time convincing LeBron James's son, Dom, that, uh, you know, LeBron sucks and he doesn't understand you, but I understand you. And we're going to beat your dad at basketball. You know, you're saying this, and all I'm picturing in my head is when Captain Hook is trying to convince Jack, Peter Pan's son, and Hook that Hook is his real dad. It's very much that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Interesting. I've also heard that there's a lot that has to do with, like, the cartoon, like, the Looney Tunes like they do all their cartoon stuff, but it's fundamentals and actually playing basketball that wins the day. No, because that's, that's bad. Oh, really? Being yourself and being a Looney Tune is good. Oh, basketball okay. Basketball fundamentals are why they are losing at the beginning. Really? Yeah. LeBron, okay. So, they, so LeBron, they try to legitimately play basketball and they get in their, their butts kicked. Yeah, but only when they are true to themselves as the Looney Tunes is when they start to succeed. <laughs> Oh, okay. So it's, it's so it's like the second half of the game in the first Space yeah, Jam, so the same where they start story. doing where they start doing like you know goofy antics. Yeah. So tell me, were the Warner Brothers character cameos like greater Warner Brothers cameos as cringeworthy as I am led to believe they are? Yes. Yes. Okay. They're very bad. All right. Yeah. Um. The the beginning of the movie involves them going to make the team. 
Yeah. And they apparently all the Looney Tunes have been moved into different franchises that Warner Brothers owns. Okay. So they go to Casablanca to get Yosemite Sam, who is there for some reason. Uh, Granny and Speedy Gonzales are in the Matrix. Uh, Elmer Fudd is in Austin Powers in an extended Austin Powers sequence. Yeah, baby, yeah. <laughs> the, is he dressed up like Dr. Evil? Yes, he is. Of he, course. He replaces Mini-Me. It's basically that scene where they introduce Mini-Me, but then Elmer it, Fudd it's comes Elmer out. Fudd. It's Elmer Fudd. That's it's the whole El- joke. That's the entire joke. And the whole joke. joke is because Elmer Fudd is bald. Yes. That's... Oh, God. That is embarrassing. Um, hey, is uh, is uh, uh, Pepe Le Pew anywhere? Oh, no, he's not in this movie at all. Thank God. Okay. Uh, <laughs> it's it's weird, but like also the droogs from A Clockwork Orange are like very visible in a lot of crowd scenes, right? Oh, yeah. You know, and the Night King. Yeah. And some White Walkers and... All your Hanna Barbera friends and Frankenstein Jr. and Iron Space Giant. Ghosts. Yeah. Iron Giants there, right? Yeah, but they don't do anything. They're just, They're just back there. It adds nothing to the plot. They're just basically animated GIF billboards, and it kind of sucks. So, like, okay, so look at first, all these things we own. Yeah, basically, it's yeah. Warner Brothers reminding you of all the things they own for an hour and a half. Okay, so like the the, the first Space Jam, you know, it was a it was a ch- children's movie, but it was also a giant advertisement for Nike and McDonald's and like other franchises. I mean, that's kind of how '90s basketball was, right? But I mean, but I mean, the <laughs> no, movie, I'm, I'm dead it's serious. It's true. It's true. But like that's but like that's a big part of the movie is like he has to get his his lucky Nikes. And he has, you know, all this stuff. So does that mean that this movie, it's a big advertisement for the for Warner Brothers? Yeah. For That's HBO Max. Yeah. Because they, they, it's <laughs> r- not there's no like lucky Nikes or anything like it's just all just Warner Brothers properties. Yeah. Jeez. The closest thing they do is when LeBron falls into Toon World and smashes into the ground instead of an outline of a person. It's a Nike swoosh. That's okay. A, that's okay. A joke. All right, I guess that's. I mean, I mean, I guess joke they, is stretching it uh, a little far there. I mean, they can't use the same <laughs> joke in the sequel of the movie. I will, I will give them credit. The animation, the two D animation, is gorgeous. Yeah, it's worth seeing. Like just some of that stuff, they do a really nice job with the two D. But it then they looks, have to put them onto three D. Yeah, and then then the last quarter of the movie, they're three D and they look like hot garbage. Ah, that sucks. <laughs> Where they actually start looking like they have like you know computer fur and stuff yeah it's not looney tunes don't need fur it doesn't look like it's it's good 3d like it's obviously not cheap looking yeah but when you put it against the 2d looney tunes that look so much better it doesn't work they should have just did all of one or all of the other i heard they made a big chungus joke yes but actually they don't like signpost it he did they just use the same big chungus gag from that looney tune so yeah they at least handled Big Chungus better than they could have. Uh, that's actually one of the written reviews I've seen online for Space Jam 2. It was this guy who said, I went to the theater to see this. There was a child who lost his mind when he saw Big Chungus to the point where his parents had to take him out of the theater. <laughs> I don't remember the rest of this film. <laughs> that would have been worth the price yeah. of admission. I would love to see a kid just absolutely lose it to Big Chungus. Yeah. This we're, meme, this meme, I know this meme. Yeah. We're, we're saying Big Chungus a lot. It's a it's a online meme picture of Bugs Bunny from an old cartoon where he would got like real fat or he, something, he right? He imitates Elmer Fudd by, yes. by like malforming his body into this like bowling pin fat Elmer, old Elmer Fudd old shape. Elmer, yeah. <laughs> and, and someone has used it in a meme and has called it Big Chungus. And that is what they, they even name drop it too, don't they? No, they don't. Think oh. They don't. No. So so it, so you're saying everyone should go out and watch Space Jam oh, 2. Oh, abs- well, Su- <laughs> suffer. Everyone should suffer. Yeah, I mean, it's an experience. It's something. Yeah. You won't be entertained like legitimately by the film. It, and I don't I don't want to say it was entertaining cuz it I mean, it sucked. Oh, yeah. But also, you know, it's not made for us. Yeah, that's tr- that's true. But it's also like the spectacle of it. Mm. Like to see this huge multi-million dollar thing fall on its face so badly 
is kind of entertaining on its own. Oh, I'm I'm all in for a bad movie as long as it's entertainingly bad. Did you say would you say it's bad? But did you have fun at how bad it is? Or was it a slog to get through? It's hard to say. It's both it. It's both. Yeah. Both of them. Both of them. (laughs) (laughs) It's fun. It's bad, funny, and also bad, just sad. What a what a gotcha. (laughs) Like the thought I always have uh, every time I think about it is like, you know, back when the first Space Jam came out, Michael Jordan was still super relevant and the Looney Tunes was still super relevant. Now LeBron is relevant, but the Looney Looney Tunes are not. And yeah. that's, it's sad that the Looney Tunes are not relevant because I because I think a lot of their cartoons still hold up. There are this, some that maybe don't. This There's, made me actively like the Looney Tunes less. Really? Ah, oh, that's, I, I, that's a bummer. Immediately after mm. watching it, and I don't know if I feel this way now, mm. but after in the afterglow of Space Jam, I went, maybe the Looney Tunes do need to stay in the past. Ah, oh, that's that is a shame. Because nothing f- funny happens in the movie comes from the Looney Tunes. They don't do anything to bring it up, which is a shame because they're classic cartoon characters. Yeah. Like, not only that, but they're like, they are, you know, a touchstone of American culture. Yeah. And it it does sadden me to think about how you talk to most people younger than us, and 90% of them aren't going to know exactly what the Looney Tunes are outside of, oh, yeah, they were in that Space Jam movie. And they think Bugs Bunny is Big Chungus. They're more, they yeah, know more of what Big Chungus of, of is that than is. Yeah. Bugs Bunny. Yeah. Even though there are touchstones in Looney Tunes that are like, they're culturally just so good. Like any one of the, like the Bugs Bunny opera skits yeah. are amazing. Are, yeah. Duck Amuck is directly related to my love of stories that break the fourth wall. Yeah. Oh yeah. It, it ties, to, like there's a straight line. Some of my, some of my favorite Looney Tunes ones are the Daffy centric ones? Yeah. Daffy's Daff the best. Daffy's the best one of, of yeah, the bunch. Yeah, hands down, I Absolutely. agree. Absolutely, like, like the, the the Robin Hood one, Duck Dodgers, Duck Dodgers. Is I mean, great. those are great. Those are great ones. Those are great. Uh, Road Runner and uh, Wiley Coyote were some of my favorites growing up. The Scarlet <laughs> Daffy Duck as the Scarlet Pumpernickel. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, or um um oh uh or or just you know Bugs Bunny and Martian or. Uh, Martian Manhunter. Martian Manhunter. Man he shows up, doesn't he? Oh yeah, but he... they don't talk, right? No, they Martian do. Martian Manhunter uh, or or Marvin the Martian. Oh wait, are you talking about Marvin or Martian? I'm talking Man- the Martian Manhunter. I don't think he's in it, but there okay. is a whole DC World section that's 2D animated in the Bruce Tim style. That's beautiful. Oh, but they don't say anything. I think they. Like, I think Wonder Woman's the only one that actually. Oh, has there's a, a separate. There's a separate Wonder Woman part. Oh, really? That is also beautifully animated. Huh. Just like her hair's blowing triumphantly the whole time. <laughs> it's it's gorgeous animation. Is she drawn in the Bruce Tim style too? Kind of. It's like a cross between like a, a Bruce Tim look and like a really uh, pop art comic book look. Interesting. It's really well done to the service of nothing. <laughs> like, <laughs> Just more DC saying, hey, we own this too. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's the the Looney Tunes being Looney Tunes' corpses being propped up in a corporate advertisement for Warner Brothers. <sighs> that makes me sad. So it's Ready Player One. With, yeah. With with other properties. Since I liked Ready Player One better than <laughs> Oof. That's saying something. <laughs> and Ready Player One was pretty bad. It was it was it stank on ice. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, there are three things that I love in Ready Player One. And I haven't even watched the movie, I've just seen the scenes. Is Gundam, Iron Giant, Mechagodzilla. It's all I really cared about. But the way they use them in that movie is, nope. is not good. Well, Gundam and Mechagodzilla make sense. Iron Giant, Iron not Giant so much. does not make sense. The like way- it, 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 it just takes the heart of that film and like just, you know, we just mm-hmm. wanted a cool robot. Well, the the way they use their properties in Space Jam is worse than it is in Ready oh, Player gotcha. One. Oh, gotcha. Okay. Because like at least in Ready Player One, it was kind of saying something about how how uncreative people are, I guess. Yeah. Because these are just regular people out there in the virtual world, and of course they're going to be like Iron Giant and not do it correctly, or right. like, oh, yeah. I'm Tracer from Overwatch. But in this, they're like just there to be there. Yeah. Okay. Especially the basketball game crowd scenes. I was upset at how 
none of the cameo characters got to do anything really? or be a part of it. They're just wallpaper. They're just, they're just there. They're just moving backgrounds, yeah. basically. Like wow. every Hanna-Barbera character you could ever want is back there, and they don't get a line. They don't affect the game <sighs> at all. They are just there. Oh, man. That sucks. That sucks. I may not see this movie. Yeah, it's, I, that's, it's just like that's just gonna make me sad. Oh, I'm LeBron man. James, and I am here to kick my son's butt at basketball in front of God, the Looney Tunes, and Frankenstein <laughs> Jr. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's good. That's good. You've been working on that one. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I I said that while we were watching it. And Don Cheadle's just there collecting a paycheck. Yeah. Which, I mean, Don Cheadle was good in it. Because he's Don Cheadle. He's a good actor. He's a good actor. He was doing the best he could with this trash. Yeah. I mean. Was he having fun with it at least? I think he was. I mean, we all remember the Don Cheadle as Captain Planet skits, don't we? (laughs) Everybody's trees. (laughs) You about spit your soda out. Sometimes I forget that's a trilogy. Oh, there's the. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Everybody's trees. <laughs> Don Cheadle in that green silver makeup. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So um, let's bounce from one bad movie to another. I watched a bounce. yeah basketball bounce. Yeah. Give, yeah. Give me a give me a bounce pass. Slam a jam to I'll the s- next topic. Slam a jam to the Boom, next. Check them out. Yeah. So uh, I also watched a very bad movie, but mine was had a decidedly smaller budget. <laughs> Um, so I watched a very low budget, like early 2000s uh, horror action thriller called Devin's Ghost Legend of the Bloody Boy. <laughs> so you know, that title makes it sound like the McElroys came up with it. It does. Yeah. It does. And, yeah. I, and I went into this. I mean, when you're when you're getting into a movie called Devin's Ghost Legend of the Bloody Boy, you know, you're going to expect bad filmmaking. <laughs> so this film and there's a good reason why I picked this one out, other than the title, Devin's Ghost, <laughs> Legend of the Bloody Boy. Like uh, the, the clown box from the, the My Brother, My Brother and Me TV show should be in this movie. He, sh- he should, but you, uh, he's not. But you know who is? Two Power Rangers. <laughs> of course. It, it is starring uh, Johnny Young Bosch, who uh, was Adam, the black, the second Black Ranger. Also, um, the voice of Zuko voice in of Zuko. Avatar. He also co-directed this movie oh, man. with the action choreographer from Power Rangers, uh, Koichi Sakamoto. Oh, wow. So, Just renowned voice actor. Vo- renowned voice actor. And also starred second Yellow Ranger and alleged con artist, Karen Ashley. <laughs> alleged. 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 No, so this movie's terrible. Don't watch it. Um, the whole thing is about how... Uh, when these kids were 10 years old, there was a kid who died and his his name's Devin. And he got bloody. He got bloody. Boy. He's he's a bloody ghost boy. And 10 years later, there are now like murders of like that may or may not be connected to the ghost or possibly Devin didn't die. Maybe he's just a, a living bloody boy. And with a baseball bat, only teens with attitude can save the day. Uh, only twenty somethings with attitude <laughs> with can can save the day with with their crime solving skills and kung fu. The choreography is bad. The acting is terrible. The plot is laughable. Don't search this one out. Listen, Power Rangers, with few exception, do not typically have great post Power Rangers careers. There are a few that have yeah. that have made it, with the exception of Rose McGowan. Ro- Rose, or Rose McGowan, wrong one. Rose McIver. Rose McIver. Rose McIver. There have been, there have been a few others. Johnny Young I mean, Bosch has done some stuff. How many Christmas Prince movies has she been in? At She's least been, three. At least three. Plus, she wasn't. She cameoed in uh, the uh, the Christmas Switch two, the one where they have three switched again, <laughs> switched also. Um, she did. She's done stuff. Uh, Aaron Cahill, who was Jen from. Uh, Time Force, Time Force Pink has done a lot of Hallmark Christmas movies. <laughs> a lot of them end, end up in Hallmark Christmas movies, oddly enough. I mean, it tracks. Yeah. There's a level of acting that you need for a Hallmark 
Christmas movie, and it's exactly the same level you need to be a Power Ranger. It is. Also, a lot of times those Hallmark Christmas movies are not Union, and neither is Power Rangers. So that's it. That's right a, there. That's a whole. That's a whole other thing. But um, yeah, with with few exceptions, Power Rangers sent like based movies post Power Rangers are not good. But. It despite how me. much they despite, compel me despite how much they try to claw to hold on to their stardom <laughs> looking to you up there green green ranger oh you mean you're not excited for legend of the white dragon no his new movie <laughs> no co-starring other former rangers yoshi sadarso uh the blue what is that the blue uh dino charge ranger and the uh oh yeah because he was and, in cause, uh christy wait, wait, was it dino charge or were or the other dinosaur one there's so she many was in the, she was ones. in the dinosaur one there's like well there's four well, there, dinosaur there, ones. There, there's one where that's um, too many yeah well there's one where uh, jason david frank is the black it's it's not that one ranger. it's okay. it's the it's the one where there's like four like 14 rangers oh so the newest one the no there is a newer one. Oh, there's a newer the, dinosaur there is one. a season right now that is dino fury where there are uh, knights, they're dinosaur oh, knights. Right, right. The one before that, they're like from. Uh, they get their gems, and they're from different points in time, mm. and it like freezes them in their age. And uh, he played a caveman. Hey, um, this is this is this is Power Rangers, guys. Yeah, this is Power Rangers. <laughs> no, now, um, did this movie have a scene where it was Mad Max, but Wiley e. Coyote was there? And then he sprayed chrome all over his face and then held up a sign that said, witness me. No, it did not. But that sounds yours? like a great joke. That <laughs> yes, sounds like a did. great joke. Okay. That actually. Okay. One good joke. There, no, there, there was is. one good joke and it's yeah. so good. I don't want to spoil it. Okay. Then don't spoil it. Yeah, that's that's fine. Save it. We'll like, save it. I died. There is, the, there is one good joke in Space Jam and it is very good. You know, it's pretty bad. You have to watch Fury Road before you can watch space jam yeah. too. <laughs> all right i'm about ready to bounce off of mine but i just want to add karen ashley you got my 20 dollars 10 years ago where's the order where's my movie karen ashley you where's got, that movie you've been working on for the last kick, 10 years you got kickstarted no i got indiegogo because oh. indigo unlike kickstarter where if it fails you don't have to pay anything uh indiegogo once you put your money in that sucker's gone <laughs> You you are committed. Like, the order is a movie that she was writing yeah. and directing that was all that was going to be all starring former uh, Ranger. former Rangers. Uh, a lot of uh, more Mighty Morphin. A lot of um, I think Jason Font from Time Ranger or, uh, or Time Force or whatever. Yeah. A lot of Rangers were going to be in it. She took a whole bunch of money. Years went by, didn't do anything. Then made a comic book prequel to the movie. And then ask everybody who backed the uh, film to pay an extra $40 for the comic book. $40? $40. Was this thing 300 pages? Was it the size it, of Doom? I mean, it was a graphic novel, but it was a thin <laughs> graphic novel. Okay, those are 20 bucks max. Yeah. Well, no, she was trying to get more money to make well, the film. Well, obviously, obviously. And, um, she, squandered, she squandered her Indiegogo money. Yeah. Squandered and, it. And, and here it is, you know, <laughs> nearly 15 years later, later and there's no... Order movie. Where's my movie, Yellow Ranger? Where is it? <laughs> Sorry, I just keep hearing. I just keep hearing the Joker talking to Batman. <laughs> Where's my electric car, Bruce? Where's my electric car, Bruce? <laughs> Where's the next season of that show? Oh, I know, right? Harley Quinn. Right. Ready yeah. for yeah, some more Harley Quinn. Uh, yeah, same here. Uh, oh, I also watched the first episode of the original He-Man and the Masters of the Universe because I yeah, want to get, get prepped. this. Because I want to get prepped for oh, the for the new one. And I've watched almost all of the new one. Okay. So you do yours. Okay. And then we'll roll into it. Yeah. yeah. I watched the first couple episodes of the original. And I mean, for a children's uh, ad for toys, surprisingly good. It's actually not not bad it has a weird little heart to it it does for a show to sell toys they take it just seriously enough that you don't see with some other toyetic shows from the 80s i mean it has an iconic you know catchphrase which you know translates yeah. is that the Hi, one i'm he-man <laughs> i was gonna say you know <laughs> by the power of grayscale but yeah. yeah yeah i mean everyone knows that one Everyone knows exactly what you're talking about. But yeah, yeah. I mean, Skeletor is my favorite, you know, from yeah. the old He-Man. But, uh, and I had a lot of old He-Man toys. Also, some of their vehicles are stupid. They all have faces on them. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I, you know what? It's it's fine. Uh, 
again, it's very toyetic. Like, and also it's very eighties. It's super silly Mm -hmm. and has it has, but it has a good heart. It has a really good heart to it, and I could see why it was as big as it it had gotten, and it had as many episodes because there's like 130 episodes 120 130 episodes of the original series have do you know anything about the sequel series that they tried to do the new adventures of he-man vaguely where where he gets uh teleported to uh, a future space planet and he becomes a techno hero (laughs) techno barbarian yeah it's not that far off from it's not no because i mean they got all kinds of weird science slash magic in he-man but he basically becomes Flash Gordon. Like he no longer has the sword of Gray Skull. He has like a lightsaber. <laughs> Sounds it's, about right. It, yeah, it's it not great. Really is like a silly show for babies. It is, and I'm not. I'm not. Then that's not a slight against it. You know, it is what those. it is. Yeah. What it is. Yeah. it was good for when it is. It's not like um, it's not like oh, I'm sitting down and going, oh my gosh, I have to, I I love He Man. So it's like no, it's it's a it's a show for children. All this everything we talk about is stuff for <laughs> yeah. children. It's a child. This is a children's show. I, just, I think a lot of people have an idea in their head of He Man being something it is absolutely not. It's years and years of rose colored glasses and people doing their own gritty takes on. You mean like the two thousand He Man? <laughs> the two thousand He Man was okay. Oh no, I like it. I like it a lot. Yeah, but I mean, like, a lot of people having, yeah, a lot of rose-colored glasses and a lot of people thinking, remembering that there was more to it than there actually was. Like, it's some kind of, like, tough, manly, like, oh, it's so awesome. It's like, no, it's a goofy baby show. Yeah, (laughs) yeah. So let's roll that into yours. Um, You watch the new one, the Revelations. There's a new one on Netflix, Masters of the Universe Revelations. Uh, Kevin Smith did it, Mm -hmm. which initially made me think, this oh no! Might, yeah, this might not be good. He hasn't done anything good since the nineties. Yeah, uh, but it's actually it's very good. He went in there and like found a story to tell out of these these like baby show cartoon characters. <laughs> now, are you sure you want to put put out these controversial opinions yeah. <laughs> about? Yeah, this is apparently a wild opinion to have. A lot of people are mad because. There is not a lot of He-Man in this Masters of the Universe show, and there isn't really, um, because him and Skeletor, something happens between him and Skeletor that makes them gone for a while. Yeah. And uh, that's as unspoilery as I can make it. So the show focuses a lot on Tila and the other side characters in this universe where He-Man and Skeletor have not been around for a while. And that's an interesting conceit. It is. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> it, it kicks time forward. Mm-hmm. It lets these characters like find themselves in different places. Some of the people who were bad before now aren't so bad anymore. Some mm-hmm. of the good guys are just kind of like, I don't want to do this anymore. Tila f- is upset because she's the only one that didn't know He-Man was Prince Adam. <laughs> and she feels like she's been lied to her whole life, which fair enough. Fair enough. Yeah. That makes sense. No, it actually sounds really good. Yeah. I'm re- lo- really looking forward he to really watching it. really put a lot of thought into it. Yeah. Like, more than this franchise deserves. Yeah. How's the animation, by the way? Looks like Castlevania. Oh, really? So it's good. Okay, it's I good mean, then. It's the same studio. Yeah. Okay, cool. And it very much is this the same kind of look to it. Okay. But less gross graphic? Yeah. Oh, yeah, it's not violent. It's, sti- it's still a kid's show. <laughs> Just one with a really well-thought-out plot. I'm really impressed with what Kevin Smith has done with this stuff. That's awesome. Um, Is King Randor and stuff still in there? Yeah. Okay. Um, but people are mad there's not enough He-Man, and like he's still in every episode in one way or another. There's a flashback or... Somebody remembering something like that is a flashback. <laughs> There's always a flashback or something to put a little He-Man into the He the He-Man show. So yeah. it's not like he's completely gone. And it's not like this show is done after these five episodes. There's a whole second half of this season that yeah. is going to be coming out. And I mean, they're they're they are truly doing like a Castlevania thing. I have a feeling the last half is gonna be chock full of He-Man and Skeletor. Yeah, it's gonna be chock a block He-Man. He-Man all the way down? It makes sense, because with He-Man and Skeletor there, there's no stakes. Yeah. This is the same story they told 103 times before. Mm -hmm. Like, it it makes sense to get them out of the way a little bit, so you can tell some other stories and do interesting things with the characters. 
it's it's so dumb to write it off for that reason when it's a long form story and sometimes the the toys have to go in a different way than you're used to. Uh, it's it's like people complaining that you're not playing with their toys right. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, hey, listen, we got to take a break and uh, play a couple ads for some of the uh, other fine shows on WZMO. But when we come back, we're going to talk about some news. This is Gail Martin. Hi, this is Carol Kelly. We'd like to invite you to join us for our gardening and outdoors show here on WZMO. We talk about observations and insights about what's happening from week to week with plants and animals in the woods and fields around us, as well as what's going on in the garden. In the Green Outdoors airs Saturdays and Mondays at about 9.30 a.m. right after the second cup. We hope you'll join us. Hello, I'm Greg Dunham, the host of Long Play here on WZMO. I just wanted to take a minute to assure our many fans and listeners that my staff and I take our job seriously here at WZMO. We will always strive to bring only the highest quality audio entertainment to you and yours. <laughs> ah, who am I kidding? We just grab whatever album's on top of the stack. Join us every Friday at 11 p.m. and Saturday at 3 p.m. for Long Play. Tune in to see what we've come up with this week. Catch us every weekend right here on WZMO. Hey, we're back. That was a couple of ads, not music. This no. might be the last time we'll mention uh, the the thing with the music. Yeah, we got to stop doing We got to stop talking about the, mu- the, the lack of music. We have to come up with a way to come back from the break, which I don't know. I yeah we'll figure we'll figure something out it's okay anyway we're back to the show we're gonna talk about some news you know they say all men are created equal but I'm a genetic freak and I'm not normal it's the closest thing to he man I have because he man is a genetic freak it's true yeah yeah he has a 133 and two thirds percent chance of beating Skeletor. At sacrifice. At sacrifice. <laughs> Snake Mountain sacrifice. Yeah. <laughs> and you add Kurt Angle into the mix. I don't think so. That just makes me think of that, that video I've seen floating around the internet recently of like 1990 WCW and Robocop makes a cameo. Oh, Robocop <laughs> is that? Yep, that's right. And like rips the, the, the door off a cage. Uh-huh. Yep. Do you think Skeletor wants Castle Grayskull just because it fits his branding better than Snake Mountain? I think so. I yeah, so. yeah. Looking at Castle Grayskull, it doesn't look like a hero complex. No, def- definitely not. Like you look, like you look at like the Cats Lair and Thundercats. Oh yeah, that's where the heroes live. Sure, Skull Mountain looks like somewhere some fantasy villain would yeah. live, or like the action figures, the storage compound that the GI Joes live in. Uh huh. <laughs> the USS Flag, though. Oh man, that thing is huge. Yeah. Have you ever seen one in person? Oh yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. The toy place in Mansfield. Yes, I was, I was just going to say they have they have a complete like, USS flag. Like it had not to, allowed it, to touch it. It had to fit the stupid giant GI Joe jet on it, and it did. I think it's massive. It's like what twelve feet long or something like that. It's or six feet something. It, How much did it cost back in the day? It had oh, to have been. Oh, it had to have been a just a absolute bundle. I mean, I thought it was funny that um was it the Goldbergs actually had one on as a prop. Yeah. Yeah. They've also got a Fireball Island back on there. They have a stack of board games. Oh, There's a Fireball man. Island in there. Every time I see it, I'm like, I want that. <laughs> Old toys. Yeah, anyway, it's news. Great. Anyway, let's talk about some news. <laughs> the first thing we want to talk about, do we want to talk about the Ghostbusters trailer? Sure. Speaking of old toys. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> so they released another trailer for uh, Ghostbusters Afterlife, which is coming out uh, soon. It looks like you have a price for the USS Well, flag. I don't have a price, but I have a size. Okay, size. Seven feet, six inches. Okay. That's a big toy. That is larger than a um, full-grown man. That is about two feet taller than a me. Uh, <laughs> it was $109 when it came out. That's cheaper than I thought. In that's 1985. Actually, okay, in 1985 money, though, that's oh, that's like, you know, close to three yeah. fifty, I think, at yeah. this point. Yeah. Anyway, Ghostbusters Afterlife, new trailer, a lot of the same scenes from the previous trailers. 
But they've added a few things in here there. This, this movie has been done for like a year and a half, probably. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I'm cautiously optimistic. I. It's not a story. I've said it before. It's not a story that needed to be told. I think the Ghostbusters, Ghostbusters one and two, kind of say all that needs to be said with Ghostbusters in that game, in that one game. Oh, in the yeah. one game. But like the, the one game is a good, nice bonus on top, yeah. nice cherry on top. Yeah, of the, the franchise, but. This at least looks like it has an interesting. It looks interesting. It does look a little bit too much like uh, Stranger Things, but that's I think it's entirely it, because of Finn Wolfhard. I, I was gonna say mostly because it's very child centric, like as far as the characters are concerned. And you know, I'm not upset with that. That's fine. I'm cool with. Yeah, I do think that they. I don't know why it's Egon's family, like extended extended family. When in Ghostbusters 1, they set up that Ray had a farmhouse that they had to put three mortgages on to buy the Ghostbuster compound. It's true. It was right there. You know, I didn't think about that. Yeah, it's that's, the, that's think, the one thing that's been bothering me more than anything. Do you think maybe anything. they did that because Harold Ramis is the only one that's gone? Like, gone, gone? I mean, I think they did that because it's plausible that when the Ghostbusters stop when ghosts stop being a problem and the Ghostbusters Somehow. break up, Egon out of all of them would be the one to continue doing research. Ghost research where Ray had his occult bookstore and Peter Vankman was like he become a becomes a talk. He's, he's a, a talk he was a talk show host. host, and I mean he'd go back to being a talk show host and like you know I mean and they all had other than um, and Winston, Winston would go back to being a plumber yeah, or something. Yeah, other, other than go Win do a job somewhere. Yeah, it was just yeah, a job other, to he was Winston. just a guy. Uh, yeah. other, other than Winston, unfortunately, other, yeah. other than Winston, they all had doctorates. Right, right. But I think wasn't Winston like extended EU stuff? Say that Winston had like a, a master's in like electrical engineering yeah. or something like that. Yeah. Like he's like he's like like doesn't have doctorate, but he's like equivalent level yeah he is they just yeah. don't they just don't mention it in original, the original original script winston wasn't wasn't equal to the rest of the ghostbusters yeah they it just never comes up in the in the movie unfortunately well i mean the first third of the first movie is them setting up ray peter and egon yeah a lot of the early like the video games the early 80s video games don't even have winston in them yeah well, I have a giant, uh, my, my folks, uh, they have a giant uh, cardboard standee from the original film when it was uh, released on VHS, and Winston is not in it. It's just the three of them, like, but also Winston, zapping their stuff. Yeah, but Winston also doesn't show up until, like, the last quarter of the movie. Yeah, which also yeah. didn't need to be that way either. Well, yeah. yeah. No, it's, you're right. But product of its time yeah. you know i guess he's a Any super nice guy though oh yeah incredibly nice guy met him a couple years ago yeah they didn't it's even, more than a couple years they ago didn't yeah. even let him voice his own cartoon for god's sake well that's true no <laughs> they uh who did they get arsenio hall mm -hmm. yeah it's yeah because he was the bigger name to get yeah at the time i mean still i guess but uh but no this ghostbusters afterlife trailer looks it looks good Looks good. Uh, Annie Potts is there. They tease Dan Aykroyd. Yeah. They 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 got him away from his uh, <laughs> Crystal Skull Vodka <laughs> factory long enough <laughs> to to say we're closed. Yeah. They they got him away from looking for UFOs in the sky. Yeah. Yeah. That's <laughs> kind of on brand. Yeah. Yeah. For a Ghostbuster thing, anyway. But uh, but no, it's it looks fine. Yeah. I mean, it's a it's a direct sequel to the first two ghostbusters movies i mean they even play they even find the the kids find an old uh, find a youtube clip of the old commercial from yeah. the 80s and that's that's cool that's fine i i don't understand how ghosts can suddenly become not a problem how does that work did they catch all the ghosts and then <laughs> nobody dies anymore uh i think by stopping vigo and clearing out the river of slime underneath new york that like prevented a lot of ghosts from crossing over back to the real world. I think was the reasoning. Okay, so so these ghosts aren't like so the ghosts ghosts, the ghosts exist. No, ghosts exist. They just aren't able to cross back over to our plane of existence because of uh, the a lack of mystical 
goo goop energy underneath New York. Yeah, it's, but that's just, something like that. It's just so weird to be like, no, we solved ghosts. But the yeah. other thing is weird is like how it all like you know was very centric to New York. Yeah. Well, sure. I mean, and then you know, it ghosts got to be everywhere, right? I know there's there's so many other places that could take this story. Guys, this movie wasn't meant to be analyzed uh, know, this, this deeply. Know. It was a comedy movie from the eighties. <laughs> I know. There there's room for really cool stories in that universe, and I think this is Oh not- sure, and it's called the Extreme Ghostbusters. Yeah, but it's it's not using the franchise to its full potential to just fart out a Stranger Things knockoff. <laughs> Or more like, hey, those those kids wore Ghostbusters costumes in that one season. Yeah. That's, yeah. Paul Rudd yeah. explains to children why Ghostbusters is cool for an hour and a half. You know what? I would watch that. <laughs> because Paul Rudd is that good. He is. Have Okay, I've actually uh, gone back. I've been watching, uh, I wasn't going to bring it up on the Check Em because it's not a big deal. I've been watching a lot of those Hot Ones uh, interview things with the, uh, uh, where the guy, where they the have peppers. So, well, it's not Peppers. Or, it's uh, uh, different Hot Wings. Hot wings. And the Paul Rudd interview is maybe the best one of those. I recommend everybody will go in and watch it. I mean, it's every time Paul Rudd was on Conan, it was a treat. (laughs) He is incredibly charming and he is a champion at uh, eating the hot wings. He mixed all of his sauces together to make one super sauce (laughs) and it just about killed him (laughs) live on camera. The only hot ones I've watched was the Margot Robbie one for some reason. Yeah. There, there's some of that. Okay. Some of the, the shack one. I, I don't like the interviewer. He seems very stilted in his delivery a lot. I, I don't care for him, but I can't argue that he is a good interviewer and they do find some interesting questions. And Mar- um, Margot Robbie was a champ. And she was also. a champ as well. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you know what? Even the Kevin, uh, uh, um, not Kevin Nealon. <laughs> nah, Kevin. Yeah, that's a name I haven't heard in <laughs> yeah. at least ten years. Yeah, I don't know where that came yeah. from. Yeah, uh, was it uh, the King of Queens? He was Paul Blart. Kevin Mal- James. Kevin James. The Kevin James one was actually a really good interview as well. Um, I didn't realize how into sports, how sports centric he was. Like he huh. like did a lot, like a lot of his stuff is like, he does a lot of charities that, you know, support, you know, make a wish and stuff like that. And it's like, it's really good stuff. So is he, anyway, kind of, he's kind of a guy that everybody makes fun of, but he doesn't deserve it. Like Guy Fieri. Yeah. It's actually, <laughs> yeah. that's actually very accurate. And uh, yeah, it's anyway, what were we talking about? Ghostbusters. <laughs> wow. Okay. <laughs> yeah. How do we get there? I mean, Ghost Peppers, Ghostbusters. Ghost Peppers. That's what we should do. We should get Ghost Peppers or no. some kind of Ghost Pepper sauce when we review Ghostbusters Afterlife. No. And do a hot pepper review. Yeah. What, what, so, of, so Cody can chicken out again? I had to go to work. You had to go to work that day. Then you get a pass. Not, I mean, not this time. (laughs) Yeah, this time I'll have to do it because I, you know, the schedule works out that way. That's right. (laughs) That's right. There we go. You've heard it. You've heard it here first. Ghost Pepper review of Ghostbusters Afterlife. (laughs) Yeah, gonna happen. Oh no. Anyway, let's talk about something else for a while. Let's talk about Scarlett Johansson and what she's been up to. (laughs) Uh, Well, what she's been up to is suing Disney. And yes. Marvel Studio MCU Marvel Studios. Um, She's been heating up the courtroom. She has uh, apparently, um, and I haven't. I unfortunately haven't done my due diligence and haven't dug as deep into this as I probably should have to talk about on the show. But the long and short of it is, um, she is claiming that Disney, and rightfully so, uh, in my opinion, uh, Disney and Marvel Studios. Um, had a breach of contract with her by releasing the uh, Black Widow movie both for video on demand as well as in theaters. Like her, uh, uh, her revenue from the movie was based off of theatrical. Yeah, a lot of her back end stuff. Yeah, it was like thea- theatrical take, but because it was released video on demand, the theatrical take wasn't as large. And she's like, hey, what's, I mean, this isn't right. Yeah, and they didn't even tell her they were going to also put it on. Yeah, yeah. So I think in this particular case, I think she's in the right. I I back Scarlett Johansson on this one. I think think if they're going to change the the terms of the agreement, they should have renegotiated it at that point. Yeah, 
and I mean, it's it's not like Disney and Marvel they don't have the money, the extra you know couple couple million yeah. that it would cost to be like, okay, yeah, here you go. This is the back end from the from our Disney Plus sales as well. Yeah, that's all it, it would. That's all it would take. Thirty dollars to watch it on Disney Plus, which is yeah. Gonna, yeah. It's gonna hurt that the take on Disney Plus probably isn't that great because it's so expensive. <laughs> right. If we weren't certain that she wasn't going to come back in the MCU before, it's definitely not happening now. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No. Um, Scarlett Johansson is most likely not going to be returning for any Marvel film anytime <laughs> or Disney, soon. Or Disney or, property. Or Disney property. <laughs> yeah. Which is becoming more and more less of. Because yeah. Disney owns everything. Yeah. But, you know, solidarity. I hope she gets what she deserves. I mean, yeah. this is probably going to be settled out of court. She's probably going to... And she's probably going to win. But she's she might also get unfairly blackballed in the industry for being labeled as difficult or something like that. Because when these things kind of happen, you get... That's what that, happens. You get that stigma, whether it is deserved or not. Like, uh, like Cyborg. Yes, like uh, was it uh, Ray Fisher? I think is his yeah. name from from the Justice League movies. Yeah, he was labeled as difficult. Oh, also kind of a, also a minority, along with Scarlett Johansson. You know, yeah, or you know, a minority a, 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 a woman, wo- wo- yeah. woman, woman minority that you know, un- yeah. Unfortunately, they get kind of lumped together yeah. in this stuff a, so, a little bit, I guess maybe. So but kind you know of what I mean. skimming through this thing, basically. She's filing a lawsuit because she accuses Disney of breaching her contract, which guaranteed an exclusive theatrical release. Yeah. And Disney replied saying that they accused her of being having callous disregard for the COVID-19 pandemic and revealed that her salary was $20 million. And so so, that's significantly less than what a lot of the other Avengers. Oh, yeah. And then um, she let's face it. She got done dirty. Yeah. By the Marvel stuff. Her character was kind of... And basically her, her... She was her, there from the beginning. Yeah, her legal te- Yeah, her legal team is firing back at them and saying, you know, they're attacking her character, which is BS, and uh, talking about how she's been a partner with them for like at least nine years. Oh, sh- yeah. She's been... Well, since Iron Man 2, she's been... She's, she's in been there. Iron Man 1. No. Yeah, she is, but not as, not as Black Widow. She is the model holding the repulsor glove. Really? (laughs) Yeah. Wow. I know because... No, that's not right. Uh, Hold on, let me look. Because there's no... Because he's... He doesn't announce that he's Iron Man until the end of Iron Man 1. So there would be no reason why she would be a model holding the repulsor in Iron Man Maybe she's in the beginning of the movie with the Iron Man glove before she's revealed as Tony's new assistant or whatever. Oh, probably. And that I can believe. But yeah, I don't. She's not an Iron Man one. I mean, if she's in that scene, I mean, it's it's easy to say that like she he, was continuing to. She was undercover trying to get close to Iron Man and trying to figure out what exactly he was looking for, so that she would guarantee to be hired on as a personal assistant, so that she could get close and and report back to Nick Fury. Yeah, but there sure was a lot of butt shots in Black Widow. By there the sh- way, there sure were. It was, it was kind of ridiculous. That's the one thing that, that Wonder Woman movie definitely has on Black Widow is that it wasn't shot in the male gaze as much as that's true. Black Widow. That's that's true. Oh both God. great movies. Though. They're both great movies. I'm just saying it's a little weird <laughs> how often it happened. Mm. All right. So let's see. What else do we have to talk about? So Jodie Whittaker is leaving Doctor Who. And so is the current showrunner, Chris Chimble. Okay. I think is how you pronounce his name. Yeah. I haven't watched any of this ser- of, of her series of Doctor Who, not for any particular reason other than I, you know, I just haven't. Just yeah. haven't. I'm not a. I mean, I wasn't I caught am, up till recently. So. I'm admittedly not the most diehard Doctor Who fan. So like it's, you know, it's if it's on, I'll watch it. But it's not like something I will search yeah, I, out. I like Doctor Who a lot. Yeah. I, I've thought this series has been just okay. I think Jodie Whittaker has been a fantastic doctor and has done a great job. I think the show running has been meh. It's a lot like Capaldi where it's like, well, it's not his fault. Right. Like, yeah. It's not Jodie Whittaker's fault. Yeah. So uh, with her leaving, what direction do you suppose they're going to take Doctor Who now? Are they going to go back to old white guy? I, I don't know. 
Are they going to find, uh, you know, someone else? Are they, you know, what's where, where do they go from here? Well, the one weird thing they're doing is with the last of these episodes, they're all one serialized story instead of being episodic. Oh, weird. Or having like a couple episodes, like two parters or whatever. I mean, Doctor Who hasn't been episodic since the old Doctor Who, or hasn't been serial since the old Doctor Who. Mm -hmm. Because before that, they may have had like an overarching theme in the season, Mm -hmm. but typically they don't really have a continuous arcing story going from one episode to the next like they did in the old show. Yeah. yeah. This upcoming series is all one story, apparently. Oh, really? Which, Interesting. Which okay. concerns me a little bit because if it's not good, we're stuck with it the whole series. <laughs> <laughs> which a lot of the other episodes, like if you get a bad one, it's fine. The next one will be different. Maybe it'll be better next time. You know, you're not stuck with eye booger uh, monsters for eight episodes. Well, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you know, Matt Smith had like, you know, the crack in time or whatever there for an arcing one. There was the one when David Tennant was leaving, the overarching theme was basically saying goodbye to all the characters you built up during the David Tennant time. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's stuff like that. Mm -hmm. That and, you know, David, they were setting up the whole, you know, Torchwood stuff. The spinoff no one talks about. Yeah. Uh, I don't know where they'll go with it. I doubt they'll do another woman. Probably not for a while, unfortunately. But like, yeah, maybe maybe they'll bring on a more permanent minority instead of that one off when they did one off one. Uh, there was one with like the doctor from the future or something. And it, I think it was a it was a black lady. Yeah, yeah it was a black woman. Oh, OK. I yeah. Didn't, there, all right. There's a couple episodes. They really still haven't explained it where there's a future doctor who is a black lady. Oh, interesting. Kind of how uh, um, John Hurt was. The and war doctor was yeah. the old was the yeah the war of Gallifrey doctor. Oh, he yeah. was so good. He was, he was I know. so good. He was, I know. It's one of the few modern Doctor Who's that I've watched. Like that movie, it, it was like was it called like the Three Doctors or something like that? No, the Three Doctors is the first. Yeah, it was the fiftieth anniversary the first, yeah. special. Yeah, it's one of my favorite pieces of television ever produced. Mm-hmm. Where they bring in David Tennant, Matt Smith, Tom Baker for Tom a cameo. Baker. Yeah. Um, John Hurt, obviously. Rose is there. Yeah, Rose. <laughs> and they kind of allude that the War Doctor regenerates into uh, Chris. They don't allude to it. They flat out state well, it's, it's, he, yeah. he regenerates into Christopher Eccleston. But the, also, you see the eyes of Peter Capaldi because they're going to do something at Gallifrey or something. And they're like, there's 12 doctors here. No. There's 13, and it just cuts to another a TARDIS, cost, a cost, and, and you see a close Capaldi's up angry, angry eyes. Yeah. His angry Scottish eyes. Yeah. His angry Scottish eyes, yes. Um, okay, so hey, we have a couple of quick hits here. Uh, they're ending Dr. Mario, the the, uh, the mobile, mobile puzzle game. game. Yeah, yeah, which I'll be honest, I haven't played it in probably a year or two. It's still on my phone. I never took it off. You were pretty hot on it there for a yeah. while. We all did. Yeah. It, it still stinks that now it's gone forever and no one can play it. And now it's just a memory in our past. Yeah. That's, that is kind of a bummer that they're gone. shutting down the server so you just can't like, play it. Tears yeah. in the rain. Yeah. Yeah. Video games are ephemeral now. That's, yeah. The games as a service plus games that can just shut down and never be played again that is a, a terrible one-two punch. And, and there won't be there won't be like fan servers for Dr. Mario Mobile. <laughs> no. Unfortunately. The, you know, they're doing the same thing with the Kingdom Hearts uh, mobile games. Really? Uh, Union Cross, they are shutting it down at the end of the year or something like that. That's a pretty good game, that. too. And, and yeah, and it's the servers are shutting down to the point where they just can't and be also, played. Part of the canon story, also. That's just going to be a hole now. Well, well now you're just going to have to go on YouTube and watch the clips. Uh, wa- watch a, a let's play <laughs> yeah. of, of a mobile game. Um, see, along with gaming stuff, uh, Pokemon Snap the for the Switch is getting its first DLC, a free DLC. They're getting like another map and yeah, new courses, new Pokemon, which is not something I figured they'd do. I figured they'd be, be a done. one and done. Yeah. I figured they'd be well. I'm glad Pokemon is doing something good with their stuff on like Pokemon Unite, <laughs> which is a giant pay to win nightmare <laughs> that I tried for one match and was like, this is fun, but the only way to win is to spend a lot of money in it. And that's not right. Yeah, that's it's, it is literally one of the most predatory. Um, I mean, uh, at least with other, you know, MOBA style games. 
you know, yeah, you could spend money on other heroes and stuff, but at least the ones you do get to play for free or whatever are yeah. It's balanced. not like you're at a, yeah, you're not at a disadvantage because you don't have the cool new guy, like. No. <laughs> yeah. I mean, who would you rather play as? A slow bro or any of the starters? <laughs> and the starters are much better because they evolve twice and also you get held items that you have to power level up that give you like actual in-game bonuses like extra strength and extra power and extra HP and it costs upwards of $40 per held item to max them out. <sighs> or you could play a hundred and was it 40? What was it? $40 or a roughly a hundred and twenty to 150 hours to have the possibility to get random rolls to upgrade them. Ugh. That is terrible. It is. Yeah. It is literally the most predatory uh, version Man, of, I have seen of some pay to win I've ever seen, and it's on a Pokemon game. So a bunch of kids, we're gonna you're gonna see reports of oh. of kids um, accessing their kid their parents' credit cards on their switches by accident and charging hundreds of dollars. There's gonna be I mark my words. There's gonna be news articles about it. I guarantee. Oh it. yeah, guaranteed. Man, this is worse than when EA tried to make uh, Battlefront Two like horribly pay to win. And you know we saw how that one happened. There was a mass protest online. Remember, yeah, remember that that cartoony uh, Battlefield game? I think it was like Battlefield Heroes. Vaguely, it had a really cool art style. I wonder what yeah. happened to that. I'm sure you can't play it anymore. I'm sure. I'm sure the servers are shut down. And you can't play it anymore. Hero. That, God, that sounds really familiar. And that's the other thing with this game. There's no offline mode. It is only online multiplayer for Pokemon Unite. So once Tencent decides to no longer support it. All of those purchases you make <laughs> don't matter. <laughs> Gone like dust in the wind, dude. Just like all the the doctor tickets that you may have paid for. for right. Yeah, right. Just nothing, <laughs> nothing. Just throw your money into a pit and light it on fire. <laughs> Send a message. I never got Doctor Three Goombas standing on top of each other. <laughs> that was a very good doctor. Oh yeah, I've seen I, did, I did play. I did play Battlefield Heroes. I liked that game a lot. Yeah. We have time for one more quick one. What do we want to talk about? Let's talk about these hot new uh, Super Nintendo games you can play on your Switch. Oh, yeah. Are they out? Yes, they're oh, out They now. are out. The Only the best of the best from our friends at Nintendo. Uh-huh. Hold on to your seats. The three brand new games are Claymates. Oh, my God. Jelly Boy. No, not Jelly Boy. And Bomboozle. Oh, I fainted from excitement. <laughs> yeah. I will vouch for Claymates. It's actually a pretty rad platform game. Uh, the other two are, I've never even heard of them in my entire I life. I played a little bit of uh, the uh, Jelly Boy, and it is hot garbage. Oh, yeah. yeah. I played it for a minute earlier today, too. It's, it's bad. It's bad. It's not a good one. It's a distinctively British-flavored platform game. Mm-hmm. With all the things that includes. <laughs> yep. Uh, so, yeah, Nintendo Super Nintendo Online continues their grand tradition of putting bad, yeah. bad never, games. Never heard of games. This time their... the theme is goo, apparently. Scraping the bottom of the barrel. <laughs> Where the goo lives. Yeah, that's why it's all goo. They, Nintendo See, has gone to the bottom of the barrel and then have found a trap door that led to another barrel that they have dug to the bottom of they, to find these games. They found a list of the least rented games from a video store. <laughs> that's and it. And that's where they got these titles. That's it. Well, next up, we'll be seeing World Heroes, <laughs> the fighting game. Brain Lord. Oh, God. Oh no! God. Did you see? Did you see a new Contra game came out on mobile? Yeah, I've played it. It's, Contra it, Returns it or whatever. It seems all right for a mobile game. Skull Jaeger. <laughs> you know, I'm trying to think of what Super Nintendo titles it doesn't have that I would want to play. Earthbound. Of course, you'd go there. <laughs> That's your white whale. <laughs> There's no reason why it's not there. Yeah, I know, I know. <laughs> Maybe they're planning something. Maybe that's why it's not uh, there. I mean, they got they have gotten most of the good first party ones that they're gonna have, mm-hmm. and they're not gonna. It's not a very attractive deal for anyone else. It's well, not. They don't have. They don't have uh, Legend of the Seven Stars on there. It's oh all, yeah, Mario RPG. Yeah, that's the other one. I yeah. mean, yeah. It, it's it's on it's on the it's on the SNES Mini, but it's not on. So is Earthbound. Yeah. Oh yeah, it is on there, yeah. isn't it? Yeah. 
Those what, are the two big ones, I think, are Mario RPG and Earthbound. That those there. are the two big ones. Well, if if the theme was goo this time around, I am, and they were able to get Claymates on here. Why? Why is Clay Fighter? Yeah, I, I was going to say that too. Cause I don't know. I, I legitimately liked Clay Fighter. Give me Clay Fighter Championship Edition, the one where they uh, the blockbuster rental exclusive. Yeah. I mean, that Clay- goes for like thousands of dollars online because they're incredibly rare. Claymates Clay was, like, was like the the test run for it was. Clay Fighter. Yeah. Graphically. Clay Fighters should come back. Yeah. There there are a, a lot of video game like fighting franchises that should come back. Like I I will say Darkstalkers. Oh, should, yeah. Should be back every day of the week. But like Clay Fighters, now is the time for Clay Fighters. Clay Fighter with HD photography of yes. the clay. It would look so good. It would look so good. That would be faux fun. In, in the original game, they don't really come off as clay as much as they should. Yeah. And yeah, I, they kind of look like uh, like Donkey Kong Country 1. Like that weird yeah. pseudo kind of cell shady looking. It yeah. would work so much better now. It would. It would. They can bring back characters from... Uh, Clay Fighter 2 and Clay Fighter 33 and a third, or 60, 63 and, and a third, the 64 yeah, game. They could put Hobocop. They could put Hobocop back in. Yes. <laughs> I was just getting to Hobocop. Why is Killer Instinct not on the Super Nintendo online? Because Microsoft owns Because Microsoft. It. Oh, that's right. Yeah. I forgot about that. They, they, uh, I mean, I'm sure they could cut a deal probably. with Microsoft. They would, they would play ball, but yeah. it wouldn't be worth it. No. No, not when the other Killer Instinct exists out there. And you can you can play the original Killer Instinct on Xbox. Oh too. yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. It's, yeah. it's on Game Pass. Mm-hmm. I forgot about that. Oh, that new Killer Instinct. I mean, it's not new anymore. It's been out for like ten years, but it's really good. <laughs> uh, anyway, we have ha- actually hit time, so let's go ahead and wrap things up for the week. You have been listening to Nerd Overload. Thank you all for tuning in. You can find us each and every day over at nerdoverload.com. You can find us on Facebook, Twitter, Twitch, Instagram, and Patreon at Nerd Overload Now. You can send us an email at staff at nerdoverload.com. If you want us to talk about a specific subject, let us know. Uh, You can also give us a call on the Nerd Overload hotline, 586-372-8020. Leave us a message and we might play it on the show. (laughs) Also, don't use the phone number to sign up for a Robinhood account either like somebody did apparently. Really? I got an email about it the other day. Don't do that. Don't do that. That's not a good thing to do. Uh, You can also find all of our back episodes on various podcast apps such as Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, Google Play, and more. And finally, I'd like to thank David Pencil for the use of our intro and outro. You can find more of his stuff over at davidpencil.com. So again, thank you all for tuning in, and we will be back next week. Come on and jam now. Got a good thing going now. Space jam. (laughs) 